Clap your hands like you lost your mind. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everyone. I greet you in the name of Jesus, which is still the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Anybody here in love with that wonderful name of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I'm going to let you sit down for just a moment. I want to say what an honor it is to have been invited to this beautiful assembly to minister to you tonight. And I'm praying that the Holy Ghost will help me to be a blessing to someone in this house. I want to see somebody get the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I... Uh, I broke a 21-day fast this morning for this meeting. I started it last night. God. I uh, feeling kind of uh, desperate. I didn't know if I had anything to preach or not. I checked my phone just before church and it said you had no messages. <laughs> so I'm kind of up against it here for a little while. So yeah. This actually, I heard Brother Kuhn, where you at, Bishop, talk about something about the 50th camp meeting. You thought that was going to be this just happens to be my 50th camp meeting to speak at. I'm, I'm behind you a ways, but we, we're enjoying the journey. Sorry that Sugar Booger's not here. Uh, you find out if you're a pawpaw that if grandma has a choice between kissing you or kissing grandbabies, you lose every time. Can I get a witness from somebody? That's what I'm talking about. And besides all that, she's going through uh, the kidney stone tribulation. And I know she appreciates any kind and sympathetic words in her direction. We don't get here accidentally. Uh, one of the craziest things ever said to me was, just be yourself. And I don't know what myself is. Actually, if I tried to be myself, I, I probably would have made a bigger mess than what I've made. I'm saying that because we're all a result of somebody else, influenced by those who have been in our world. There's times when I'm preaching, I can hear myself saying something my daddy used to say, or something that a pastor that used to say where we went to church growing up. And I, I'm thankful for that. Can, can I just walk down memories lane just a moment? Uh, Brother Picklesheimer, would you stand? Brother Picklesheimer, you're the only one with that kind of moniker in the building. This man was my Sunday school teacher when I was about 14 years old, probably the meanest brat in the whole Sunday school. I got in trouble for talking in class, and now they pay me for it. I don't know where the transition was. 
But as a Sunday school teacher, he helped put into young boys a love for the house of God and the things of God. And I will always honor you for what you put in me as a child. Thank you for that. In my later years in talking with Brother Paul Price, I've gleaned and learned much about relationships with Jesus Christ, about righteousness and godliness and ethics. And I want to honor you, Bishop, and say thank you for the godly influence you've been in my world. My father-in-law's best friend, a wonderful friend of my daddy. I thank you for that. And last of all, can I get my mama to stand? You go, girlfriend. Ain't she beautiful? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I want to say thank you for the lovely accommodations, for the hospitality extended to me. There is a spirit of hospitality extended in this church. And I am very thrilled to, to be able to enjoy that. I want to say that I honor the choices, the excellent choices of speakers that they have this year. I think you've made excellent choices of speakers. How many ready to get drunk on the Holy Ghost tonight? Oh, come on, put your hands together. You're not going to believe this, but when I said that, some of y'all looked as confused as 400 Amish men in Circuit City. We're here to have some church now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know why you need the Holy Ghost? Let me just throw out a few reasons why you need the Holy Ghost before I get started. I'll tell you why. One first reason you need the Holy Ghost is because believing on the Lord is not enough. Paul said to believers in chapter 19 of the book of Acts, they lived in Ephesus. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He understood that believing and receiving the Holy Ghost were two different things. You cannot get the Holy Ghost without believing. You got to believe to get the Holy Ghost. And if you believe that it's for you, you can get it tonight. You can get it while I'm preaching to you. It can fall on you like it did on the day of Pentecost. Everybody needs this Holy Ghost. Don't die without this Holy Ghost experience. God is no respecter of persons. This is for you, and it's for you, and it's for you, and you can have it. There's no sin you've ever committed that's so horrible that God can't forgive you. There's no walk of life so despicable that God can't pick you up and put, clean you up and put you in the body of Christ. 
You're not here because you deserve to be here. You're here because of the mercy and the mercy and the mercy and the mercy and the grace that they sang about while ago. Somebody put your hands together and praise him. Brother, standing right there, Hulk Hogan just called. He said he wants his belt buckle back after church. Thank you. Uh, God, that's as big as a pie pan he had on right there. The devil makes me do things. I mean. <laughs> I don't know what some people think they get when they come to church. Lord, I'm not even on my sermon. I don't know what they think they get, but they, they accept the Lord as their personal Savior. Some of you may not know me. I have lots of problems. This is not one of them. just tell you we've heard some preaching unbelievably wonderful preaching and we're fixing to hear some more there's an evangelist side of me that I can't get buried all the way here tonight I've come to the pulpit to preach something else but I get the more I get to talking about the Holy Ghost the more I want to keep talking about this Holy Ghost same thing can happen here tonight look at your neighbor and say it can happen tonight now let me tell you we we're going to hear some preaching around here but you just just let me mind the holy ghost here for a few minutes I, i have a problem when i see a bunch of people that need the holy ghost sitting there and we're not talking to them about how to get the holy ghost that's why we're here Sit down, it ain't that good. Your Bible will tell you in the book of Acts, chapter 19, it says, well, let me just say this way. I'm just going to talk to you about why you need the Holy Ghost. I want you to point to somebody next to you and say, you need the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody here who needs the Holy Ghost? There's Hulk Hogan's belt buckle right there. That's what I'm talking about. 
living in a generation that needs the Holy Ghost. When we face all the problems this generation is facing, you need the Holy Ghost. When we talk about wars and rumors of wars, we need the Holy Ghost. When we talk about pestilence and famines and earthquakes, we need the Holy Ghost. When we talk about the coming of the Lord, we talk about the Antichrist, I'm saying we need the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you believe God can come in seven seconds or seven years. You still got to live like he could come today. And to live that way, you got to have the Holy Ghost. When I proposed to Sugar Booger, it was in the month of April. And when she said yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When she said yes, I said, June. And uh, she told me why June wouldn't work. And uh, I said, July. And there was another reason for July. Okay, I was robbing the cradle, all right? And uh, I said, August. And she said, August seemed like a good month. And so her folks got married on August the 28th. So we just settled on, I looked at my calendar, I said, August the 28th is on a Saturday this year, 1965. And so we settled for August the 28th. And we went about two or three weeks and heard some preaching about the coming of the Lord. And we decided to move it up two weeks because we wanted to beat the rapture. You gotta live like he could come. My oldest son, Anthony, was in kindergarten and we had a teacher of the year in our little elementary school near our house named Mrs. Berry. My sisters were taught by Mrs. Berry, as a matter of fact. And Mrs. Berry said to me one day, Pastor, we have a problem with Anthony. And I said, really? She said, yes, I think, I'm afraid he's going to need some counseling. The kid seems very troubled. I said, talk to me about it. What's, what's the problem? They said, well, when we dismiss school, he goes outside and he stands. And if he doesn't see you, he starts to cry. If you're not there immediately to pick him up. And I said, Mrs. Barry, let me explain that to you. That's very normal where I come from. I said, my son has heard us preach about the coming of the Lord. And he knows that to go up when Jesus comes, you have to repent of your sins. And you have to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. And you have to have the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. And he knows he don't have that. You got to understand, I lived in a Catholic town. And she said, say no more, Father, say no more. That's what I'm talking about I would tell you that your Bible says in Acts chapter 19 and verse 2. And he said unto them, this is Paul speaking to the disciples. Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, 
The Bible says the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And when you get this Holy Ghost, you will speak with tongues. Every time the Holy Ghost is mentioned in the, in the New Testament, noise is associated with it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the same thing is going to happen here tonight. It's God's will you get the Holy Ghost. It's God's will you get delivered from your habit that holds you in bondage. I see people come to church around the country and they're very pious. They know they have the Holy Spirit. They're spread at the samples. They know they have the Holy Spirit. They don't really know when they got it, where they got it. I'm not well educated. But I was had access to a medical journal little thing that they sent out. And I was reading it one day on the subject of memory. And it said that emotion was associated with memory. And they used as illustrations the fact that a woman can tell you the place, the time where she was proposed to. She can tell you in minute detail about her wedding, the colors, the bridesmaids, the attendants, who was there, who wasn't there. All the things that made her cry on that day or made her happy. She can tell you how many minutes apart she was when she went in, give you TMI, maybe WTMI, which is way too much information. All because emotion was attached to that. Now the reason, don't, don't think that your wife is getting Alzheimer's because she can't remember where the car keys are. Because when she walked in and threw them on the table, there was no emotion attached to that. Can I get a witness? Everybody feel a bit better about yourself now. That's what I'm talking about. These people that don't know when they got the Holy Ghost, honey, I'll tell you why. I, I got a problem with your relationship with Jesus Christ because some emotion was attached to my experience. I can take you to the place. I can point my finger to the very place where God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Sister Carlene Bram, would you please stand up? Where, you, where are you, baby? This is my sister. Ain't she pretty? She got, she made me mad one time. Just once. I was 14 years old, and I had gone from, we were going attending Brother Lehman Reynolds Church in National City, California. And we'd gone down to Tijuana to get a haircut, 45 cents. And, I had a dollar, so I smuggled I had a little import-export business happening, and I had smuggled some firecrackers back into the United States. I had a firecracker, firecracker light ministry. 
you know, I mean, I wanted to hear bangs and see cans go in the air. That, that ministered to me in ways I can't explain to you. And my mother wanted me to go to children's church. Children's church. I didn't want to go to children's church. I wanted the Holy Ghost, but I wanted to get it in the big people's church. I wanted big people's Holy Ghost. Don't give me no children's church Holy Ghost. I want big people's Holy Ghost. Brother Ted Molander was in charge of the children's church. Mother said, uh, Martin, I want you to take Beverly and Carlene to children's church. And I felt them firecrackers in my pocket and I kicked cans and rocks. And I was obedient, but I wasn't submissive, you understand? I, my heart wasn't in it. I mumbled and fussed. I wasn't allowed to say anything unkind or out of the way, but I mumbled and fussed all the way there. Sat down in the very back row, crossed my arms, leaned way back, and my, my body language was screaming. I am not a happy camper. I do not want to be here. Give it your best shot. What made me mad was that Bernadine Honecker, Beverly Ann Tony, I think Dolores Reynolds or somebody got up and they sang some stupid song. I shouldn't say stupid, but they sang some song they had back in the 50s about some guy that dreams he died and went to heaven, his daughter and his little, his wife's over yonder and the angel of the Lord or somebody's going down through the list at the pearly gate and they can't find his name in the book. And they say to him, sorry, I never knew you. Go and serve the one. Depart from me forevermore. Sorry, I never knew you. Go and serve the one you served before. And I'm doing pretty good because I got me a good mad going on. And them girls started crying. And then that made me madder because I might be hard-headed, but I'm tender-hearted. And they started crying and I started crying. And the next thing I knew... I was wiping tears off of my face and I just jumped up and ran down to the altar and in less than two minutes I was talking in tongues. Something had to happen. You gotta get past your stinking pride. You gotta forget about who you are and how important you are. When God begins to deal with your heart, it's an honor to have God deal with you. It's an honor to have the Spirit of God draw you. You're not here by accident tonight. You're not here by happenstance. God had a hand in you being here, seeker. God had a hand in you being here, hungry heart. Tonight is your night for a visitation of the Holy Ghost. Put your hands together. Why do you need the Holy Ghost? Number one, because believing is not enough. It takes more than believing to be saved. You've got to repent of your sins. That's what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. When they asked him what they needed, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. How many Southerners do we have in the house? Let me hear it for the South. In the margin of a Southerner's Bible, it says, all y'all. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I just have some fun here for just a minute? 
I've told a story here, I think, before. Big hairy deal. It's my sermon. I'll preach the way I want to. I was one of these nerds in school that liked twisted things in English classes. I took all the English they'd give me. You would never know that by listening to me speak. But I like twisted things like conjugation, diagramming sentences, weird stuff. Stuff only nerds would like. And I knew I was a nerd and not a geek because geeks make more money than nerds. And in the town of South Bend, where Notre Dame is, we have a large Catholic representation. All my dad's people still are. Coming from Madrid and Barcelona, Spain, on my father's, father's people, on his mother's people's side that came from Ireland, so our religion was pretty much predetermined for us before we were ever born. But let me tell you this. Miss de Groot was a French woman, with, spoke with English with a heavy French accent, and she taught us diction and enunciation. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, all right? And this is English 52, or however far up it was, I don't know. And one day she said, now tomorrow I would like for you to bring in a sentence or two that you have diagrammed. I will go to the board and I will diagram your sentence. And you can correct your own paper, or you can go to the board, and I'll take your paper, and, and I'll correct it while you're at the board. And so I brought, to my knowledge, I was about the only Holy Ghost-filled kid in a school of about 3,000. And so I brought in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. So I'm sitting there in English class in Miss de Groot, my French... Catholic English teacher got up to the board and I started reading Matthew 28, 19 and she began to diagram and she got to the point where it says baptize and then she said oh the you is understood so she put it in brackets you I should do it this way you and then she put brackets around it you baptizing them I said in the name and she wrote in the name, I said, of the Father. Well, Mr. Group said, here we have a prepositional phrase and it modifies the word name. Now, we don't know what the name is, but we do know that whatever the name is, he's the Father. Of Father, but. I said, of the Son. Mr. Group said, again, we have a prepositional phrase modifying the word name. Of, Son, the. Now we know that whatever this name is, it's the Father and the Son, but we still don't know what the name is. Don't you love it when they do your homework for you? I said, of the Holy Ghost, and Misty Group said, of Holy Ghost, the third prepositional phrase modifying the word name. She said, now we have three titles for this name. Three things that describe what the name is and we still don't know what the name is. Martin, what is the name? And I stood up and I said, Jesus is the name. Huh. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. You know why we get so excited? Because we understand who 
He's more than just a blessed second person of the Holy Trinity. He was God manifested in the flesh. He was more than a good man, more than a good teacher, more than a good prophet. He was God in biblical walls. Misty Group then turned around and looked at the board when I said, Jesus, she said, then I guess I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And I said, I'm telling you, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. That is the only name that washes away sins. That is the only name. Lord, I've been in ham radio for many years. I let my license go about two years ago. I'm one of these idiots who climbed up in tall towers and put antennas on top. Didn't even use a safety harness. Just dumber in a box of rocks. Have more guts than I had brains. But I know enough about transmitters and, and those kinds of things. We, we had a radio program at our church for 26 years. I am not a radio speaker. Do not wish. You say the word radio to me in, in preaching, I'm wanting to run, okay? And I got invited by Lester Summerall from the Lassie Broadcasting Corporation. Have TVs and FM stations around the world, shortwave radio stations nearly in covering every country of the world, a uh, charismatic uh, operation there in South Bend. And so I got a personal invitation of one to go view the new facilities and give my opinion. Uh, on what they might would need on this transmitter that they had at 50,000 watt or whatever it was. And so I, I'm, I'm looking for stuff. And so Lester Summerall puts his arm around me. We're walking down the hall. He said, Brother Ballesterra, I've just come back from Africa where we've had over 100,000 receive the Holy Ghost. I said, no way. I said, in one service? He said, in one service. I said, I stopped. I said, whoa. How do you get 100,000 people to get the Holy Ghost in one service? Oh, I said, nothing to it. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Ghost. And I said, and they got it? He said, just like that. I put my hand on my heart. I said, man, that's powerful stuff, man. So we walked on down the hall. He said, that ain't nothing. We had over 50,000 confirmed miracles. I stopped again. You prayed for 50,000 people? How you pray for 50,000 people? He said, I just prayed one prayer. I said, what do you say to get 50,000 people healed? He said, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. In Jesus' name. I said, you just said in Jesus' name, be healed. And they got healed. I said, absolutely. So this just blows me away. We walked on down the hall about four or five more steps. He said, and we cast out over 1,000 devils in one day. So, man, my knees are getting weak and I leaned up against the wall. So how in the world do you cast out 1,000 devils? What do you say to get that done? He said, I just say, in Jesus' name, come out of it. I said, then come out. He said, 
It's the motor. You're not going anywhere without this Holy Ghost. You say, I didn't come to camp meeting to hear a sermon on the Holy Ghost. My God, what better place? That's where folks get the Holy Ghost. I appreciate the 30% of you clapping your hands on that one. Bless God. The reason you're here is because you've got the Holy Ghost. That's what puts us in the family of God. If there was some way we could grease you up and slip you into heaven without the Holy Ghost, you've got plenty of folks around here that would try it. But except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. I want you to get enough Holy Ghost that when you leave here, the neighbors know you got the Holy Ghost. Your dog can tell there's something different about you. You gotta have the Holy Ghost. You may not do what I do, but the Holy Ghost, everybody ought to do something for God. Everybody ought to do something for the Holy Ghost. Romans 8 and 9 said, Now if any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You want to be in the family of God, you got to have the Holy Ghost. Everybody in my family's got my name. It says Ballastero. It may not sound like a pretty name to you, but I like it. 
And when you get in the family of God, not only do you take his name when you get baptized, but you have his spirit inside of you. Water and spirit. It takes both. Anybody here got the Holy Ghost tonight? Why don't you thank God for the Holy Ghost? In John 3, 5 and 3 and 7, Jesus answered and said, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. Don't tell me that. I've heard some folks say, well, being born of the water, that's just the natural birth when you're born. Well, that's like Jesus saying, well, except you get born, you can't be saved. I might be ugly, but I'm not ignorant. The water he's talking about, he said, what, whatsoever's born of the flesh is flesh. And whatsoever's born of the spirit is spirit. We're not talking about your mama. We're talking about being baptized in Jesus. Name. We're talking about a heavenly mother. We think we're talking about, we're talking about a new birth, not the old birth. We're talking about a new birth. He said, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot cannot oh my lord enter into the kingdom of God when you I was preaching brother Lionel Lyles and he had about 25 folks sitting out there that had little uh, headphones on where they could understand and there was one man that was sitting beside his wife she was interpreting for him I'm sorry, they may not have had the headphones. I, I preached it, one man didn't understand it this way it was. I was thinking about, when I said headphones, I got to thinking about, I don't want to call anybody's name, but up in Oregon, there's this pastor that pastors up there that had about 25 Spanish-speaking folks come one night, and he said, we just want to welcome all of our Spanish-speaking guests. We want to say, we're so glad you're here. I want to welcome you. I just want to say, adios. Uh, and what he wanted to say was, Gloria Dios, but the goodbye come out. I don't want to call the names because I don't want to bring Brother Davies into this. But I, I, I just. I'm going to be in trouble after church, I know. <laughs> but I, I was preaching, said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot. And I said, cannot. I said, how many of you have a Hispanic Bible here? In the margin of the Hispanic Bible, it says, no way, Jose. <laughs> and I went on preaching. And this guy was talking to his wife, wondering why a few people were laughing. And I'm preaching. I'm seeing him over there turning in his Spanish Bible, trying to find no way, Jose. Well, honey, it may not say the exact words, no way, Jose, but that's exactly what it means. You can't enter to the kingdom of God without being born again. It takes more than shaking a preacher's hand. It takes more than living a good life. It takes more than being moral, upstanding, good citizen of the community. There has to be something that happens down in here. Something so transforming that you don't go where you used to go. You don't talk like you used to talk. You don't dress like you used to dress. You don't live like you used to live. In one night, the Holy Ghost can break your drug addiction. In one night, the Holy Ghost 
can take away your alcohol addiction in one night God can deliver you what you need is the Holy Ghost look at your neighbor and say you need the Holy Ghost why do you need the Holy Ghost number three because you're powerless against sin without it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I know it's talking about more than just the power to overcome sin. But it includes that as well, I'm wanting to believe. When you get this Holy Ghost, you're getting strength that you never had before. You're not here today because you're good, because you're strong, because you're different from anybody else out in the world. You're here because the Holy Ghost got down in you and it's helping you live for Him one day at a time. If God can reach down in San Quentin prison and find my daddy, and fill him with the Holy Ghost. My daddy preached his first sermon in the yard at San Quentin. Though thy sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that God found an old Catholic boy out in the middle of a jail cell. His cellmate didn't want the track on Jesus' name, baptism. Didn't want the track on the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues, so he gives it to my daddy. I'm happy to tell you that God got a hold of my father. And I'm praying he's going to get a hold of somebody in this house here tonight. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, give you a scripture. The... Ballesteral translation. This is not even the NIV, which is the nearly inspired version. But let me just say it my way. No man is going to come to the Father except the Spirit draw him. You don't get to pick and choose when you get the Holy Ghost. That's why I don't give you this much for deathbed repentance. When God begins to deal with your heart, that's the time to respond. That's the time to get up and run to an altar. That's the moment you say, God, I need you. I got this brother. What's your name, son? I got brother David Cortez by the neck. I got his tie. I wish it was a rope. Now, we can make this very hard, brother David Cortez. We can make this very easy. But no man's going to come to the Father except the Spirit draws him. And the way you went to an altar of repentance was one day God began to draw on you. And God began to pull you. He can draw you from a dance floor. He can draw you from a bar room. He can draw you from a crack house. You might be driving down the road and hot tears flashing down your cheek. That's God dealing with you. Let me just throw this out here too. When you get this Holy Ghost, 
I got a problem with folks who get the Holy Ghost and they come to church and sit on a pew and never clap their hands. They never pray. They never worship. They never pay their tithes. They never do nothing. You didn't get the same Holy Ghost I got. The Holy Ghost we're talking about tonight changes your life. When you get this real, genuine Holy Ghost, you won't wait for the man of God to say, don't do this or don't do that. Something down on the inside of you is going to make you run from the world. If you ever go to Shelton, Washington, Brother Billy Burgess pastors there. There's a girl in his church. <laughs> Sister Elizabeth. Sister Elizabeth worked in a little cafe. One of the brothers of the church could work construction. He went there every day, get his breakfast. She made sure he had plenty of hash browns, good toast, lots of hot coffee, you know, just make sure he she thought it's kind of cute. I looked at him. He don't do a blessed thing for me. But he wouldn't flirt with her or nothing. After several weeks of coming there, she thought maybe she could see if she could hurry the process up a little bit. And so she said to him, where do you go to church? Oh, I said, I go to Lighthouse Pentecostal Church out here in such and such a church. Oh, I said, I know where that's at. Isn't that where all the women wear dresses? Well, he said, actually, most of the women there do wear dresses. She said, I'd like to come, but I don't even have a, I don't even own a dress. Oh, he said, don't let that stop you. We'd love to have you come no matter how you're dressed. You just come on to church. We'd just love to have you come. Matter of fact, we're in revival right now. So Sister Elizabeth went out and decided to buy her a skirt so she could come to church. So she bought her the cutest little mini skirt she could find. So proud of her modesty when she came to church. Sorry for the visual right there, folks. Elizabeth started crying during the singing. She started crying during the testimonies. She started crying during the preaching. And the only thing that was preached was repent. And be baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost. Didn't even get to live in a holy separated life. Just got to the Holy Ghost, the new birth, the plan of salvation. Elizabeth ran down the altar. She cried and prayed for the longest. Baptized her. Oh, what a wonderful time she had. Prayed. But she didn't get the Holy Ghost. But about 11.30 or so, she called this guy up. I can't even remember his name now, but she called him up. She said, I think I have lost my ever-loving mind. He said, what's wrong? She said, well, you know, I came to church. I really did enjoy church. I got, I got home, and I was getting ready to stick my key in the door. And something said to me, if you're going to be living for Jesus, you probably ought not to have nothing in this house that Jesus, you wouldn't want Jesus to see if he came to your house. I'm talking about when the Holy Ghost begins to talk to your spirit. God, give us some more of them kind of folks. Don't wait till something gets legislated. It ought to be from your heart. I'm not serving God because somebody makes me. I'm doing this because I want to. 
Is there anybody here that wants to please God? Well, well just a minute. Lady, when you walk down that long, lonesome aisle to take that ugly dude down there at the end as your husband, how many men are you dressing for when you walk down that aisle? That dude might be ugly as whatever, but you dress just for him. You're pleasing him, is what I'm saying. Why, if you're going to be the bride of Christ, why are you trying to please Hollywood? Why are you trying to please everybody at school and at work? We're just trying to please Jesus around here. Elizabeth walked into the house and the first thing she saw was her rap music, her hip-hop stuff. Let me tell you, you tell me what kind of music you listen to me and I'll tell you what kind of person you are. Fox News, CNN, some of these news people, they read read on their magazines and newspapers, you'll find out that these people tell you that the people who listen to hip-hop type music, within two years, they will have become promiscuous, they will become immoral, they'll do drugs. You start becoming what you ingest into your system. She saw this music with all this bad language and she just took it and threw it on the floor. She said, when I did, I just clapped my hands and I just down and felt so good. And then I stopped and I saw all my movies over there. And I knew I couldn't show them to Jesus, so she said, I just got them and I threw them on the floor. And I clapped my hands and I started jumping up and down. She set the television down in the middle of the pile. Nobody told her to. She just doing that. She said, I started laughing and crying and jumping up and down at the same time. She said, I think I'm losing my ever-loving mind. She said, I ran into my bedroom and I opened up my closet and I got everything I didn't want Jesus to see me put on. And I just dropped that in a pile on the floor and I started clapping my hands. She said, I went to my dresser and I got all my makeup and all my jewelry and I just threw that on the floor. And she said, my bottom lip started to quiver and funny words started coming out of my mouth. to please him and if you really want the Holy Ghost you've got to love him more than you love everything else in this world the brother in the church said Elizabeth you're not losing your mind girl you just got the Holy Ghost ah and you can you can go home with a same Holy Ghost tonight if you want the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, do you want this Holy Ghost? You're powerless against sin without it. Oh God, what time is it? Oh, Jesus help us. You're powerless. You can't live against temptation without the Holy Ghost. You can't handle the temptation of drugs or alcohol or nicotine by yourself. You need the Holy Ghost. 
because he that's in me is greater and stronger than he that's in the world. Let no flesh should glory in his presence. My Lord, why do you need the Holy Ghost? <laughs> because, oh, I'm still on, because you're powerless against him without it. You, I'm telling you, it alone can save you, can deliver you. Every pastor here could tell us glorious stories about people coming to church drug addicts, alcoholics. The Bible says, and such were some of you. But now you're washed. Now you're sanctified. Now you're justified. What happens to you? You got the Holy Ghost. Some eight o'clock, one Monday morning, some quail head called me up. Says this Reverend Ballesteria. I said, you're within five syllables. That's close. He said, well, one of your prisoners told me I need to get baptized and that there Jesus this night. He said, I, I, I know I need to be baptized that there Jesus this night, but I don't want to get, I don't want to become a member of your church or nothing. Well, that just flipped my bit right about there. I'm telling you. You want me to baptize you. See, let me get this straight. You want me to baptize you, but you don't want to become a member of my church. See, that's right. <laughs> Look at me. Do I attract that kind? Is there something? <laughs> help, help me after church. Would you all do that? I said, why wouldn't you want to make this your church home? He said, well, AA is my church. He said, I've been an alcoholic for 17 years, and AA is my church. And the devil told me what to say. And I listened. He's got some good ideas once in a while. I said, well, if they age your church, why don't you get them to baptize you? He said, they don't baptize. I said, why not? I guess you both thought we was playing 20 questions because you said, uh, uh, Because uh. they're not a church. Well, when you pastor in a Catholic community, you have to speak in Catholic terminology where people can understand you. I said, bingo. Uh, I must be retarded or something. I don't know. <laughs> so old Bob comes over to the church. I I said, before I baptize anybody, I, I have to teach him a home Bible study. So he came over to the church. We're sitting there across the table from one another. And I'm going down through a little Bible study I made up. We're just sitting there talking. I come across 1 Corinthians chapter 6, about verse 9, 10, 11, down through there. And the Bible list seemed like about 17 different kinds of things people are going to go to hell for. It's talking about 
adultery and fornication and all kinds of ugly, you know, thieves and all these kind of bad folks over young. And it comes by the word drunkards. And I stop, so, uh-oh. Do not pass gold, do not click $200. I got up and stood up and closed my Bible. I said, well, I guess, Bob, that's about it. I said, according to this right here, you're going to hell. Sorry about that. Reached over there and shook his hand. I took that Bob Carnegie course. He said, hey, could, could you mark that in my Bible? I said, sure. It ain't going to help you none, but I'll mark it right there, yeah. He said, my God, what am I going to do? I said, I don't know. You said you was a drunkard. You said you're always going to be a drunkard. Bob said, ain't no drunkards going to heaven. So you're kind of at a Mexican standoff right there. He said, well, my God, that ain't right. I said, I didn't write it. I said, let me show you the difference between AA and a Pentecostal church. At AA, you stand up and you say, hello, my name is Bob. And I'm an alcoholic, and I've been an alcoholic for 17 years. Pray for me, I'll hold out to the end. I said, when you come to a Pentecostal church, if we get a chance to testify, we're going to say, 17 years ago, God delivered me from alcohol. And it happened when we got the Holy Ghost. It's going crazy tonight. I wish somebody else's soul would catch on fire. I'm just going to quit. How do you get the Holy Ghost? On the day of Pentecost, they asked Peter that question. I, I need you to fold these seats up, folks, and make room because we're going to have some folks down here getting the Holy Ghost in just a minute. They wanted to know how to get it. They've just seen 3,000 people get the Holy Ghost. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the disciples, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter standing up with the eleven. If he, Matthew was there, if he was wrong, why didn't Matthew pull his coattail? Peter said, repent. That's the first step towards getting anywhere with God. When you repent, it's going this way and realize it's the wrong way and turn around and go the right way. Repent, he said, and be baptized. We've got water to baptize you. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. What for? For the remission, the removal, the taking away of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
for the promises unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And that means you. And that means me. Don't tell us that that died out with the apostles. Honey, this is 2007. And we're still getting the Holy Ghost in Little Rock, Arkansas. In August 2007. And you could be next. If you want the Holy Ghost. While we have a song, if there's some, ask, I want you to ask the person next to you if they would like to have the Holy Ghost, and I want you to bring them down to the front. I'm believing God can fill them with the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, yes. I want you to be quick to pray with hungry hearts. Everybody here needs help. We just need it in different areas. The Holy Ghost is for you. You want the Holy Ghost? Lift your hands up to God. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And let Him fill you with the Holy Ghost.